0: Thank you for listening in to this podcast from Valley View Church. Exodus chapter 7 verse 10 through verse 12 said this. So Moses and Aaron went in to ph- into Pharaoh and they did so just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants and it became a serpent. And Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers. So the magicians of Egypt they also did in like manner with their enchantments. For every man threw down, listen, every man threw down his rod and they became serpents. But I like this last part. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. Woo. It's almost like God saying, take that devil, take that devil. Hebrews 12, 29, for our God is a consuming fire. Now, when you look at those two passages of Scripture, you think, how in the world can they come together? Just stay with me and we'll see it. I want to share with you after a moment of prayer in just a moment. I'll share with you on this thought fight fire with fire. (laughs) An old saying, fight fire with fire with fire. Father I ask you now God that your anointing will flow in this house God that you'll anoint me as a man from another world hide me behind the cross of Calvary let your word go forth, let it sink deep into our heart, mind, soul and spirit and I pray that every person in this room will hear your voice and hear your plea and hear your call God that not only they will hear my voice but that they will heal your spirit and they will hear the call, the clarion call of your Holy Spirit in their life today and that they'll be receptive and they'll be responsive to your spirit, to your word, to your will and your purpose and your plan and your desire in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn around and look at somebody and say, You shall look good. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. I want you to hear the word as I bring it to you this morning. But I ask you to hear the clarion call of the Spirit of God In your life this morning. Because I believe he's going to speak through my voice. But at the same time. He's going to speak inside of you. Through his spirit. And you need to hear very closely. What he is saying today. I told him in the prayer room. As I was with the worship team. Before we walked out this morning. I told him. I said what God is going to use me to share today. I believe is what is a necessity. And very needful. In the church. In this hour. It's very needful in the life of every believing child of God in this hour. Fight fire with fire. How many times have we heard that old statement? But can I tell you, in reality, it is true. Why do you say that, Pastor? The fire of hell is being unleashed like never before. Can I get a witness? The fire of hell is being unleashed upon the earth and against the church and in every way like it has never been unleashed before. But here is my question to us this morning. How will the church... Respond to the fire of hell. How will the church respond to what the enemy is doing? To how the to things that are going on in our world and things that are happening right now, as it seems as things are unraveling around us every single day, more and more. How will the church fight this kind of fire? Well, the answer to that is this: we will fight fire with fire amen we will stand firmly against what the enemy is doing through the fire of the holy spirit now let me just make something very clear for a moment if someone were to run into this room or run into this house right now and walk through one of the back doors and they yell that word fire do you know what would happen in this room if someone came in and screamed those words, the whole atmosphere of this room would change. Hearts would race. Eyes would open wide. Nobody in this room would just sit still anymore. Amen? Everybody in this room would jump to your feet and we'd start running toward the exit signs. We'd start running toward the doorways, wondering where the fire was. Seeing if there was a way we could find our way out, seeing if there's a way we could escape the fire. But I want to preach to you this morning or share to you today about a fire that we do not need to run from. A fire that we do not need to try to get away from. We're not looking for fire extinguishers. We're not looking for the exit signs over the doors. But we're talking about a fire that we need to cry out for. A fire that we need to search for. That we need to long for and we need to desire like we have never desired before in our Life. I'm talking about the fire of God. I'm talking about the fire of the Holy Ghost when the spirit and the power of God comes alive in the life of a man, woman, boy, or girl. John said in Matthew chapter 3 verse 11, he said I indeed baptize you with water and repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He said he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He said he'll fill you with the Holy Ghost. He'll fill you with the Holy Spirit. In other words, he'll fill you with that endowment of power that only comes from on high. But I like the way he ended it. He said not only will it fill you with the Holy Ghost, but it's coming with fire. It's coming with impact. It's coming with such urgency upon your life. And I want you to hear this when we go back to the passage I read earlier. How can these two things come together? When you're talking about Moses and Aaron and you're talking about the rods being cast down and you're talking about uh, the Aaron's rod overtaking the other rods and you see these certain things in that passage of Scripture, how does this relate? But I want you to hear this. It is the power of hell versing the power of God. That's what we saw in the opening passage The power of hell versing the power of God. And I'm compelled to tell you in this room today, the church must catch fire. Amen. I want you to hear this very well. We've heard it all throughout our life. If you've been in church any length of time. If you've been in the Pentecostal church or in the Pentecostal realm, you've heard it all your life. You've heard it so many times about the Holy Spirit of God. You've heard about the fire of God and the anointing of God. But I want you to hear me now. In 2020, the years in which we live, and in the time that is to come before us, if time tarries, if there's something the church must have, it's not a need, but it is a must-have in this late hour, is that the church will catch on fire with the spirit and the anointing and the authority of God's Holy Spirit in this late hour. Why? There is an unholy, satanic, demonic fire that is burning or being unleashed in the earth today. And I want you to hear this statement very closely. A sleepy, passive, half-hearted, slumbering church, a church membership that is sleepy, that is lethargic will not be qualified to deal with that kind of fire, but it will only be a church that is ignited and on fire with the spirit and the power and the presence of God's holy anointing. Listen, it's going to take a Holy Ghost fire baptized church that can pray heaven down and cast hell out. Did you hear what I said? It's going to take a Holy Ghost fire baptized church that can pray heaven down and cast hell out. It's time we stop letting the devil have leeway in the house of God and we stop letting the devil do anything he wants to do, whether it's in the church, whether it's in your home, or whether it's in your personal life. God sent me by to tell you through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and through the power of the Holy Ghost and through the power and the authority of the Word of of God. You have power over every demonic power and every demonic force that will raise its head against your life. Now, You remember what I said to you last Sunday morning, what happened to me in the office? And I shared it with you. And I made a stand in this pulpit. Well, I'm going to tell you something else. I got home Sunday night and from Sunday night until night before last, Every single night, I had the most restless nights. I laid down on my bed. I couldn't turn any way to get comfortable. I couldn't get any right place. I had to sit up in the chair, and sometimes that didn't work. And it went on for several nights there. And I told my wife, I knew knew what was happening, but I told her, I said, I know what's happening. But can I tell you about two nights ago, Sister Brandy? the Spirit of the Lord that I had been seeking, that I had been calling upon, and the last two nights I've slept like a baby, and I just want to stop and tell you something. It doesn't mean the enemy's not going to fight you. It doesn't mean the enemy's not going to war against you, but I'm going to say it while I'm here. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, through the authority of the Word, by the power of God's Holy Spirit, you have the power over the devil and every demon of hell, and you need to accept it, and you need to stand upon it, and you need to use it. Quit letting the devil push you around and I want to say it in the house of God we've let the devil come in and do what he wanted to long enough well I got news for the devil when you come through the, the doors of this building off limits to every demon of hell the only thing welcome here is the people of God and the spirit of God and those that are seeking God those that are looking for God do you understand what I'm telling you? People are welcome here. We want people here. The Spirit of God's welcome here. The anointing God's welcome here. But there's no devil in hell that's welcome in here. Amen. I hope you're listening to me this morning. I gotta hurry on. Listen, the devil's sending his fire out against the church. In other words, don't you to listen to this? The snakes are coming out. The snakes are coming out of hiding. And I'm just going to say this and I'm going to leave it there. In more ways than one. In more places than one. The snakes are coming out of hiding. You realize the more people have been praying and the more people have been seeking God, you, uh, you understand on the news things that are being uncovered, things that are being revealed, things that are being brought to light that we never dreamed or we never thought. I know this is not popular preaching, but I'm going to say it. The snakes are coming out. They're being revealed. Eyes are being opened. But I want you to understand, it's happening in the church world. The snakes are coming out of hiding. Listen, you've heard the old saying I said it earlier, you fight fire with fire. Well, it is true. There's nothing less than the fire of God that can stop the fire the devil is igniting in the world we live in right now. But you got to listen to me. We have a problem, and it is not just disagreement of political parties. Amen. Amen. I said, we have a problem, and it is not just disagreement of political parties, even though that seemed to be one of the biggest issues of our hour. But the problem we have is a spiritual warfare that is taking place, and as the Spirit of God begins to move and begins to work and begins to operate, the snakes are getting uncomfortable, and they're coming out of the fire, and they're revealing themselves for who they really are. But the reality is some of them want to latch on, Some of them want to get locked in, but we need to be like the men of God and shake them off in the fire and say, not today, devil, in the name of Jesus. Not today, not now. I hope you listen to me this morning. The most important thing the ministry and the church can do today is to equip the saints to fight. I hope you heard that. The most important thing we can do in the church, the most important thing we can do is to to equip the saints of God to fight. And that's where it goes back to what I said earlier. It's time to pray like never before. And I'm going to say this you can't wait on me and expect me to do it and me to do it all because I'm the pastor. It's going to take every single one of us together. And there may be somebody in this church, you say, well, I can't find my place in the church and I can't seem to get involved and I I just can't see. You got a place and your place is in prayer and your place is in the, oh God, I feel him. It's in the prayer closet connecting with God and that's a place that every child of God has and every child of God can find. There's a place in the church for everybody, but this is a place too that's for everybody. Now listen to me. Now lay me down to sleep. Prayers won't work today. Amen? Tiptoeing around the devil ain't going to work today. Are you listening to me? Praying certain little prayers because you're afraid the devil's going to hear you and the devil's going to fight you. That ain't going to work today. And I got news for you. You can tiptoe around the the devil all you want to. He's still going to fight you. So you're going to tiptoe and you're going to go to war. Oh, I feel God in this room. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. You tip toe or you're gonna tiptoe, you're gonna go to war. You got to make up your mind. So now lay me down to sleep won't prayers won't work. If the church would have prayed those kind of prayers, when Peter was persecuted, he would have died. But I want you to understand, the church went into deep spiritual warfare. They went into heaven-shaking, hell-breaking, unceasing prayer. And God sent an angel and delivered Peter. And I want to stop and tell you, when we go into heaven-shaking, hell-breaking, unceasing prayer, God will make through for the church and the world that we live in today. It's time for the church to wake up. It's time for the church to come alive. It's time for the church to be endued with power. It is no time for the church to rest. I know this is kind of tough this morning. Listen to me. It is no time for the church to rest. This is a time for the church to get on fire. I don't speak about the Holy Ghost this morning because I think it would be a neat thing to hear you speak in other tongues. Although it would be a neat thing to hear you do that. I don't speak about the Holy Ghost this morning just because it would be neat for you to speak within another tongue. I speak about being baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Why? Because hell is being unleashed against the church and the world and the only thing that can qualify you and equip you and empower you is the power of the Holy Ghost and fire in your life. That's the only thing that can equip you. Now we go back to that latter verse I shared with you. Our God is a consuming fire. Remember when it said that? Our God is a consuming fire. If I've heard Brother Ted say that one time, I've heard him say it many times. Look at me, Ted. Just keep telling the world. Our God is a consuming fire. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, the Bible said. Who does he baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire? Those who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Who does God endure with that kind of power? Those who have been washed in the blood. The Holy Ghost baptism is a fire baptism. You cannot separate the fire from the Holy Spirit. Did you hear that? You cannot separate the fire from the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. They go together as one. It is a fire baptism. And don't you to listen. Fire has always been a symbol of the Lord's presence among His people. Fire has always been a symbol of the presence of God. He led the children of Israel through the wilderness by a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. He appeared to Moses in a flame of fire out of a burning bush. When God came down to speak to his people in Exodus 19 and 18, notice what it said. Now Mount Sinai was completely in smoke because the Lord descended upon it. In fire, its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked greatly. Why? Because God came down upon it. And I like the way he said it. he came down upon it with fire. Ezekiel saw the glory of the Lord here. And, and here's how he described it in Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 26. And above the firmament. Now listen, he saw the glory of the Lord, and this is how he describes it. Above the firmament, over their heads was the likeness of a throne, in appearance like a sapphire stone. On the likeness of the throne was a likeness with the appearance of a man high above it. Also, from the appearance of his waist and above upward, I saw as it were the color of amber, with the appearance of fire all around within it. From the appearance of his waist down, I saw as it were the appearance of fire with the brightness all around. So what was Ezekiel describing here? The glory of the Lord, he described it as fire. And let me tell you something else about Ezekiel. When he left here, the Bible said he went up in a chariot of fire with horses of fire. Do you understand there's something very important about the word fire throughout the word of God when it relates to God and his people? Fire has always been an identifying characteristic of the people of God. In Leviticus chapter 6 verse 13. A a fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. Fire is heaven's witness that we are God's property. Fire is heaven's witness that God is in our midst. Fire is a purifier. Fire illuminates. It brings out hidden things to the light. And I'm just going to tell you, the more the fire of God burns in this late hour, there are more things that have been hidden that are going to come to light as time goes on. They're going to be revealed. They're going to be opened up. It'll happen in the church. It'll happen in the world. It'll happen in homes. It'll happen in personal lives. It'll happen everywhere. But the more the fire of God burns, there are more things that are going to come to light that have been hidden. Fire empowers Fire is heaven's witness to an acceptable sacrifice. Listen, any time God finds an acceptable sacrifice, He testifies and responds to it and answers from heaven by fire. This is important. 1 Chronicles 21-26, And David built there an altar to the Lord and offered burnt offerings, peace offerings, and called to the Lord. And he answered him from heaven by fire on the altar of burnt offerings. Then in 2 Chronicles 7 and 1, when Solomon had finished pr- Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Do you notice that both of these men when they called upon the Lord, it was the fire of God that came down? It's very important you understand this this morning. Fire is contagious. And as long as there's proper material, fire will Burn. Proverbs 26 and 20 said, Where there is no wood, the fire goes out. That seemed like a common statement, but can I tell you that scripture? That's not just a word I'm saying, that scripture. As simple as it may sound, but it said, Where there's no wood, the fire goes out plain and simply said, You know what that's saying to us? Whenever there are hungry hearts, the fire will burn. Whenever there are desiring people, the fire will burn. Whenever there is a place that's longing and desiring for the glory of God, the fire of God will show up and it will burn for the glory of the Lord. I want everybody in this house to listen to me. From the youngest to the oldest, I want you to hear me right now. The fire of God, when it begins to burn. You remember earlier I said there will be hidden things that will be brought to light. When the fire of God begins to burn, it will burn out of you everything that is not like God. Can I tell you why I believe it's imperative? Why I believe it's important that every child of God pray and seek the Lord until the Holy Spirit of God comes alive in their life and fills them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet and the fire of God begins to burn in their life. You want to know why I feel it's important? Because that fire will burn out everything that is not like God in your life. It will burn out addiction. It will burn out anger. It will burn out burn out lust, it will burn out fear, it will burn out unforgiveness, it will burn out hate it will burn out prejudice, it will burn out pride oh you listen to me this morning it will burn the things out of your life that does not need to be a part of who you are if it's not like God it will remove it from you listen to me, there's too many people who want to know God as a blesser But God sent me by to tell you, He is a blesser, but He's not just a blesser. Are you listening to me? He is a blesser, but He's not just a blesser. He's a possessor. What do you mean? God wants to possess you. He wants to fill you and flow through you. He wants to make you a channel of His power. I said he wants to make you a channel of his power. He said in Hebrews 12, 29 again, uh, God is a consuming fire. What does that mean? God wants to consume you. He wants to set your life on fire. He wants to set you ablaze for his glory. Listen, he wants to make a fire brand out of you. Now I'm going to try to slow down a minute because I want you to get this. He wants to make a fire brand out of your life. In Hebrews 1 and 7, the Passion Translation. And about his angels, he said, I make my angels swift winds and my ministers fiery flames. Now get that. He said, I make my ministers fiery flames. The definition of a fire brand is a piece of wood or material that's burning hot because it's It has just been taken out of the fire. In other words, it's a piece of material that's carrying some of the fire that it's been in. But then there's a secondary definition for a firebrand. It is a person who causes unrest or is very energetic. In other words, a firebrand is a person who is on fire and can stir others and ignite others. So a firebrand is like a piece of wood that's brought out of a fire and it's still carrying the burning of what it has been in. That's what happens to a child of God when they get ignited by the Spirit of the Lord. When they come out of the place where the Spirit of God may have fell upon them, they're still carrying the fire. They're still carrying the flame. And they become a firebrand of the Spirit of God that's going forth and igniting everybody they come in contact with. When the Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost, he came as a rushing, mighty wind and tongues of fire, the Bible said as a rushing mighty wind, but it also said he came as tongues of fire. Why? Because God knew the church without power was no match for the devil. He knew the church without power was no match for the enemy. But when the day of Pentecost came, it's kind of like they said earlier about the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, there's an exclamation point because that's the end of the line. He is power. He's anointing. He is everything. And at the day of Pentecost, it was almost God was saying, I'm putting the exclamation on it devil you have risen up but I'm giving the church power and I'm giving the church authority and I'm putting an exclamation point I'm putting a period at the end of your sentence somebody listen to me this morning he knew that the fire of hell was burning against the church and the only thing that could put it out was fire from heaven and it is still true in the day in which we live amen Now I want you to hear this close. We need to make it a top priority in our life today and in the church today to pray for God to send the fire. I used to know a lady. Well, I still know her. Just about every time you come into a prayer meeting with her, about all you heard her say, well, send the fire, Lord, send the fire, Lord, send the fire, Lord, send the fire, Lord. And there's times when I guess some people thought, well, why in the world is she praying? Why is she saying that? And some may have questioned it. But you know, David, in the day and hour which we're living in, I hope she's still praying it. I hope she's still proclaiming it. I hope she's still saying it. Why? Because we need to make a top priority to pray for God to send the fire, to baptize us with a fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost and with fire, to baptize the church afresh and anew with an outpouring of the Holy Ghost and with fire in a new way in this late hour you got to understand something. The fire of God is not a mental concept or an idea to be analyzed by the mind. The fire of God is a tangible manifested power of God invading the realm of the earth today. It's not a figment of our imagination, but it's a tangible manifestation of God's Holy Spirit. And I want you to understand, when he begins to burn and he begins to fall, he'll consume your mind, he'll consume your soul, he'll consume your body, and he will set you on fire for the kingdom's sake. I got this in bold letters and it's very important. This is not a time for the church to go AWOL. This is not a time for the church to go AWOL. This is not a time for the church to be missing in action. Are you listening to me? This is not a time for the church to fall back. This is not a time for the church to fall away. This is a time for the church to catch fire and fight fire with fire. I'll give him a hand in here. Fight fire with fire. Now, if you heard nothing else I've said, I want you to listen very close to me because I'm coming down to a close. And this is very important. It's very real. And I want you to listen very intently right now. You need to leave this place this morning. You need to leave this place today on fire. Why? Because anybody who gets near you should be able to feel the heat that's burning from you. Everybody in this room today, you need to leave this place on fire for God. Why? So that every time you come in contact with somebody, they're going to feel the heat from the fire that's burning in your spirit, that's burning in your soul. Listen, the devil himself needs to feel the heat that's burning in your soul. Feel the heat coming off of you. He needs to know. He needs to understand. Now let me ask you a couple of questions here. I'm gonna try to say this as calmly as I know how. Don't you to hear it? Does hell feel the heat coming from your prayer closet? Quiet here. Does hell feel the heat coming forth from your prayer closet? Does hell feel the flames of your prayers? Does the devil get nervous when you start to pray? Does the devil get nervous when you hit your knees? Does the devil say, Oh no, not again? John Knox was a Scottish clergyman who shook Scotland with his prayers. His heart's cry was, Give me Scotland, else I die. That was his prayer will not you listen to this? Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen very close. He said, give me Scotland else I die. Mary the Queen of Scotland said, I fear the prayers of John Knox more than all the assembled armies of Europe. I fear the prayers of one man more than I fear all the armies around me. What was she saying? She said, I know when that man gets on his knees and when that man goes to prayer, God hears him when he prays. Every devil in hell hears him when he prays. And God, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. And I want you to know that's the kind of fire we need in the church in this hour which we're living in. That when we get on our knees and pray, that every demon of hell takes it Acknowledgement that we're in prayer. I told you, listen close. Begin playing softly, Colin. Listen close. I believe God's looking for people who are sick and tired of the devil ramshodding over this nation and over our children. Very softly. I believe he's looking for people that are sick and tired of the enemy ramshodding over our nations, over our children, over our homes, over our churches, over our lives, over where we are. I want you to hear this. He's looking for people that are sick and tired of the devil stealing the innocence of little kindergartners. Stealing the innocence of young children. I'm just going to tell you something, sex trafficking makes me sick. And I'm just going to be honest with you, I, I hear some of the things today and I hear things are happening to young children and the human side of me gets so mad, Charles, I, I just have to walk away and just get my mind on something else. But so let's just get real. Human side of me wants to rip somebody apart. How could somebody do something that evil, that weird, that crazy, that stupid? How, how could somebody do that? Do you understand we live in that kind of world? But you know why we live in that kind of world? Because of the ramshotting of the enemy against our children, against our families, against our homes. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it ain't never going to stop until the church gets sick and tired of it and the church does something about it in prayer. Because it's just like what I said earlier. The only thing that can change the world is when the church goes to prayer. Believe that. God's looking for people that are sick and tired of murdering unborn baby, people, murdering unborn babies by the millions, twisting minds until they don't even believe they have their ear. I don't even know how to say it. Twisting people's minds until they don't even believe they have the right body parts anymore. How weird is that. God's looking for people that's ready to stand up and say, Enough's enough. But Pete said a couple of weeks ago. Well, let me back up to something I just said there for a moment. Let me back up. The devil's telling so many people today, well, they don't have the right body parts that God put them in the wrong body. That's a bunch of hogwash out of hell. Don't you to listen to me and you listen to me very close if you didn't hear nothing else I said today. God made no mistake when he made you. If he made you a male, you are meant to be a male. If he made you a female, you are meant to be a female, and you need to be proud of who you are and what you are because you've been divinely made by God himself. And I got news for you. God doesn't make mistakes. God does not make mistakes. And let me just go a little further. You're not a mess up. You're not a freak. You're not something weird. God made you who you are. And God made you what you are. And I want to say it again. You need to be proud of what you are. But that's where we're living. That's where we are. I said a couple weeks ago, I'm going to say it again while I'm here. Just like homosexuality, the devil's got people believing that they were born that way. No, you were not. You were not born that way. It was not in your DNA. And it is not who you are. God didn't make you that way. But even though we live in a sick, perverted world, Do you understand what I said? Even though we live in a sick, perverted world, there's still hope, David, for this nation. And I want everybody in this room to listen to me. There's still hope for this nation. There's hope for the United States of America. But I'm going to make it plain. It's not a black hope. It's not a white hope. It's not a man sitting in the Oval Office. But it's a man who's sitting on the right hand throne of God himself. Whose name is Jesus Christ. Who is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And God sent me by to tell you. There's still hope for this nation today. But it is Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior. He has invested the church with his power. He said the church must pray for His kingdom to come and His will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. He said the church must bind and loose. He said the church must cast out devils. He said the church must heal the sick in His name. will not you stand on your feet all across this room? He said the church must heal the sick in His name. You understand what I'm telling you? The church must bind and loose. The church must cast out devils. The church must lay hands on the sick in Jesus' name. He said, the church must do the asking, and he'll send the fire. Doesn't get any plainer than that. The church does the asking, and he'll send the fire. church does the asking, and he'll do the endowment. This is going to be a little different order to call today. It's going to be a little different way of doing things. I want you to lift your hands all over this room right now, all over this house. I want you to lift your hands all across this room and as strange as it may sound I don't care what your needs are, I don't care what you're praying for, I don't care what you're believing for, I don't care what you're needing for in your life. As you lift your hands right now in this room I want you to begin to lift your voices toward God and start making a demand on heaven right where you stand. Come on lift your voice toward God and start making a demand on heaven right now. Start making a demand on heaven right now. Make a demand on heaven right now. Make a demand on heaven right now. On heaven right now. Come on all across this room lift your hand. Lift So, boys, and make a demand on heaven right now where you stand in this room. Make a demand on him.